0: You're listening to BFF FM. This is Natalie for Partially Ripped. Thanks to MC Ludite for Ludite Radio. You can catch that every Sunday from 12 to 2. I'll be here till 4. Uh, right now we're listening to a band called Flash. That was the actual name, a band called Flash. Uh, the track Mother Confessor, the Boiler Room debut. Um... After this, we got a new track from Anthony Childs from Editions Amigo, All Around and Inside. Um, got some cans, some uh, mm-hmm. other new re- releases and reissues. So stay tuned and check out BFF.fm for the playlist, and other shows, place nice to donate for this wonderful, wonderful station, and I'll be checking in soon. track from Summer Hits, their song Stony Creation, being re on Medical Records this year. also heard Beach Boys with All I Wanna Do from their Sunflower album. We also heard the Japanese band E-Rock with Norderland from Brain Records. And we heard uh track from Can from Give Me No Roses from their 70 album Out of Reach. We started it off with Cartala 72, the song Dolores. 2011 released from electric cowbell some new stuff coming up from Vision, Seth Peterson in the garden check the playlist out at bff.fm. Facebook at Best Frequencies and Twitter at bff.fm.
1: winning all right
0: bff.fm. My name is Natalie. This is Partially Ripped. We just heard a song from L.A. Priest with Ladies in Trouble with the Law. New album off Domino called The We also heard a new song by Alex G. Salt. New album Beach House comes from Domino. Uh, we also heard a track from Seth Peterson, me and my cutaway. It's a new one from Burger. We also heard The Garden with Haha, ha, their new album, Haha ha, from Epitaph, and another burger release, Vision with You Should Know. We're also listening to uh Ashray Facts in the background, with their song Chicken from their Mexican summer release. Beer. we're gonna finish this one out we're gonna listen to some new pure bathing culture some tops some new one for the mantles and more you can check it out on bff.fm facebook at best frequencies and twitter at bff.fm Said from their 2014 release. Picture you staring. We also heard the wake with talk about the past. So it's a single from 1984. We also, had a track from new one from Pure Bathing Culture. Uh, Pray for rain off their new album Moon Tides from Partisan Records. We're gonna go into. Track from the clientele, a new one from the mantles, as well as some new stuff from free time. Check out the playlist at BFF.fm, as well as on Facebook at Best Vacancies, Twitter at BFF.fm. My name is Natalie, and this is Partially Ripped. I'll be here for another hour or so forth. I'm not afraid of track by Mike Rupp and the Quotas, cover of the Twinkies, Aliens in Our Mist. They also heard a track from Red Axes called Blue Eggs, featuring Uriah Klapter. I'm going to be honest, I don't know anything about that song or that band, um, other than there was a different language, and it sounded good. Um, if I have any more information in the time coming, I'll let you all know. Those are a track from Free Time. Uh, their new album, Rock and Roll Music, off of Night People. We have a track, Fun Junior Jr. From, and Pool Code. They a new track from The Mantles, Police, My Love. Some uh, new upcoming album that will be out next month called All Odds Ends off of Slumberland. They'll also heard the clientele with Girls from Somewhere from Booktop Casanova. And I think I left you all off uh, the tops. Easier said than there's Catrice's Darren album. Um, have a new one from Don Charlo. Some more burger releases from further and Billy Challengers and fine steps. Um, check the playlist, BFF.FM. Facebook, FS Frequencies. Twitter, BFF.FM. My name's Natalie, this is partially ripped. I'll be here, hope for... And I'll talk to you after some more music. from Pine Steps, 3 Stereo from their 7-inch All Day Long from Polar Records. You also heard Harry, uh, excuse me, Fluffy Lumbers with the song Great School Fantasy from their 7-inch Harry Dolans from Group Tightener. A new song from Billy Challenger, Island Fever, a new self from Lollipop Records. You heard Buzzcocks with Something's Gone Wrong Again from their 1980s single. A new one from Don Howland. Gonna shake it until it dies New album, Life is a Nightmare From 1, 2 XD Records Right right now we're listening to Electrolane Their wonderful Bruce Springsteen cover I'm on Fire From their 7-inch On Parade From 2 Pure Records Gonna finish this out Got some new stuff from Further Some uh, stuff from Shoes and Heinz check the playlist out at BFF.FM, Facebook at Best Frequencies, Twitter, BFF.FM. My name's Natalie. I'll be here for another 20 minutes till 4, so stay tuned. Just heard a track from Heinz, their new song, Garden, from their up-and-coming album, Leave Me Alone, from Mom and Pop, also heard a track from The Wines, Insane Okay, their 7-inch from Just For The Hell Of It, heard a new, uh, well, not a new one, but a reissue from Burger, further with the song Quiet Riot Girl, a new track from Is Is, Disappearing, from the new EP for Turn To Zero and started set off with the magic heads with back of her hand single from flying nun my name is natalie this has been partially ripped stay tuned for the beat with nick coming up at four Um, and you can check the playlist out at bff.fm facebook at best frequencies and twitter at bff.fm gonna leave you with a song from hunches uh swim hole nice little end of summer song here so stay tuned
2: Hey guys, it is Sunday. It's four p.m. You're tuned into the beat. My name is Nick Powell. This is BFF.FM That's where you pointed your browser. I hope you uh, listen, don't regret it. All this Uh-oh. takes a lot of getting used to. I thought this was gonna be instrumental. Oh god. And you do
3: get used to it.
2: Uh, let's just listen After to this a for a while. No, it's like fifty-four seconds. There's three oh, things I'll always here. miss, though. We'll leave that as a cliffhanger. Um. Right. The beat. That's the show. A lot going on today. Uh, we have uh, episode two of Beat the Game, our new video game discussion show. That'll be starting at four thirty. 5 uh, five thirty. The triumphant return of Art Beat. We're interviewing uh, an artist who uh, put on a show called Is It Was It Zoetrope. No, no, zooplankton. Um, that uh, Is It's like um, They did an installation That's like a huge version Of this drawing By this guy uh, Ernst Haeckel Which, who you Who's that guy that draws Those really pretty pictures of like Like drawings of um, Underwater sea life And then they put them in books, and then you go to um, that toy store that's really um, down on Valencia Street. Um, you know the one with all the like weird taxidermy in it. Paxton's Gate. You go to Paxton's Gate and you buy like a sixty dollar book of Ernst Haeckel drawings. So that's who that guy is. Uh, but anyway. Um, They put on like a big installation um, uh, of this like model, like a hundred thousand to one sized model or something of one of its drawings. Sounds pretty cool. Lily went and saw it. She's going to talk to us about it. We're going to just, we're going to, we're going to discuss. We're going to, we're going to see if we can garner some interest. Um, In terms of jams. I got a lot of new stuff lined up. Like, I only had an hour to fill, because I got two talk shows on my two-hour show. Um, but uh, I got a lot of stuff I haven't played before, and a couple little favorites. Um, here's a band I have played before, but um, I was stuck on a couple of their songs, uh, but I kind of branched out, listened to some more of the album, and it's just full of jams. This song is called Television 2 by Glow Kit. You're listening to The Beat on BFF. Bye.
4: The opposition is out for blood, and they're not going to rust. What is the answer? There's a problem here in the community, demographics are changing and things won't be the same. Some get evicted, some eat $16 sandwiches without an ounce of shame. What is the answer? There's a problem. It's in my house. The carpet is moldy and I think it's giving me cancer. I should deal with it, but instead I go to karaoke and say, are I human or are right, I dancer? What is the answer? There's a problem, inside my brain. I want to have fun, but fun always ends in pain. I want to be content, but I can't seem to get off this train. What is the answer?
5: Chucked out by the <laughs> Mean nobody's safe from the law Cause they don't give a fuck They don't give a fuck about
2: Hey dudes that was that was pretty uh, pretty professional rock jam right there right that's a band called Raccoon Fighter uh, brand new record I don't even think that's on a record label I think it's just uh, some dudes making a record uh, the song's called In My Pocket I think that record's called Zill maybe I should look that up and see if I can get a copy of that it's pretty good I don't know uh, Raccoon Fighter plus with a name like that uh, before that, Fred Thomas, my favorite ever, uh, Cops Don't Care Part 2. Um, before that, we heard, uh, The Undertones. I just got that record at the KUSF In Exile record swap. Um, I was like, oh, look, it's an Undertones record, and, for 10 bucks, and, uh, that record's called Positive Touch, and I just put it on yesterday, and I was like, hey, look, there's a bunch of good songs on this record. By buying their third record, I did not, uh, I don't know, I know that undertones are like, for some people are a, what do you call it, like a a band, you know, like a canon. They're like a band that people are really into, but I didn't know at what point in their career they inevitably um, got uncool. But as far as I'm concerned, they made it through 81 unscathed, because that's a pretty good record. That song's called Life's Too Easy. Uh, Before that Alan Huff Friend of the station Friend of the program um, What is the answer I played that song because I was uh, I had Spotify on at home earlier today And in the side Like on the little side panel They show you like what people you know are listening to And there was a one popped up Where it said Alan Huff is listening to Alan Huff And I was like oh shit I should listen to Alan Huff Um, but I do really like that album. It's called Thank Me When You're Grateful, and, uh, I don't think I've ever played it before, which is a shame, because that's a really good album, and, um, so I played it, and that's that. Uh, yeah, just got a couple more jams before we get into Beat the Game, episode two. We're going to be talking, I didn't mention before, we're going to be talking about survival games today, which is like sort of a genre where you are a dude and then you start dying and starving and freezing to death. And then you have to find things to keep you from dying. Um, there are uh, several games in this genre. There are many games in this genre, And we're going to talk about sort of the general that kind of game and what, you know, what's going on with it, whether it's maybe it's a thing these days. Maybe maybe it's a a hot genre. Uh, We're going to talk about some new examples, some recent examples of that game and uh, generally discuss and opine upon the foregoing. Uh, But until then, we're going to keep the jams uh, flowing I'm envisioning like jam, flowing out of a jar, which is messy, in my mind. This is another a brand new song, um, by a band called or a guy called Cali Matson. I played another one of his songs called. It was like a cool word like inferno, but it wasn't inferno. What was that called? Let me see. It was called.
6: Avalanche.
2: I call I I, uh, I knew it was a natural disaster or something. Um I played it but the EP is called Avalanche. The song was called Avalanche. This song is called Lost Love and you're listening to it on the beat on bff.fm. I woke up high and
7: my heart was a hummingbird. I fell into the night on my singing clurker eye. threw up the sun and I spit out the clouds. But it's just the same and so much different now Crucified up and the name just gets across the cross and in and in and out. For the dead.
2: Uh, that was chicks dig it with uh i should have played football in high school that is our uh i don't know if we'll repeat it but that was today's theme song for beat the game our new video game mm-hmm. podcast show i'm joined here by forest guest hi forest hello uh thanks for joining me yet again Episode Always a two. Pleasure. this is big two weeks straight so <laughs> we're starting a trend here that's uh that's that's called consistency so today we're going to talk about survival games in general we started this topic by talking we were talking a couple of weeks ago about a game called the long dark which you had told me about and i've played a little bit so yeah why don't, why don't you tell me a little bit about that game and sort of what why you're excited about so it? so
8: this whole show comes courtesy of me uh to either your pleasure or dismay um i really like survival games uh, i I'm an Eagle Scout. Um, is that because right? I did not know that you uh, you were a Boy Scout at one point. But if you're an Eagle Scout, you're an Eagle Scout for life. That's true. It's like uh, being straight edge. Yeah. Um, although, not quite. Anyway, uh, oh shit!
2: You're <laughs> right, it's the opposite of being straight edge. <laughs> um.
8: So yeah, I love I love the survival genre. Um. I like Long Dark in particular because it's very meditative. But one of the nicest things for me uh, on all these is that you like generally are on your own. Like you can't rely on anybody else. So it removes that whole aspect where you're forced to deal with a bunch of eight year olds who just play the game all, all day long. And they get frustrated because you don't know how to play the game as well as them, or they get frustrated because You don't understand the weird subculture that they've created for themselves inside of the game. So wait,
2: so but is this like a is it on an online? Is there an online component to the game at all?
8: Not to the Long Dark. Right. For some of the other ones like DayZ, which was really the one that broke the whole genre out. um, Those are all online. DayZ, Rust. There's another one called like seven days or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all those are very much like a typical like MMORPG only. Uh, it's very easy to die. So if you do die, like it's it's not designed the same way where you like level up a character. It's basically you're leveling up your backpack full of stuff. Mm-hmm. As soon as you die, you just lose all your stuff and you start out like anybody else. Gotcha. All
2: yeah. right. Well, so we, so I think we should we should talk about DayZ but for, at first, let's let's just talk a little bit about the Long Dark and sure. sort of what what it's about, and sort of why. maybe you could tell us what like where like where you found out about it.
8: Sure. So um, actually, uh, we have a DJ here at the station, DJ Hoverbird, who's working on a on a new game called Firewatch, which looks to be incredible, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the future. But I was looking for something to kind of scratch that itch. Seeing the gameplay trailers, it was just beautiful. Um, the Long Dark has kind of the same art style a little bit. And the background's sort of similar. You're, as far as I can tell anyway, so Long Dark is an alpha game. Um, it, it There isn't really too much story behind it. Uh, there isn't a tutorial or anything. Um, you just kind of dropped into the Canadian wilderness... Uh, And it says, like, try to survive as long as you can or something. I forget when it fades in. Um, But in any case, uh, I was really looking for something very similar to Firewatch. I was intrigued by the whole premise. And uh, the art style was close enough to suck me in. I had been playing a lot of Rust. I forget how I even heard about Rust. Probably from the Penny Arcade guys. I don't know. They're a Mm webcomic. They run PAX, which is, like, a big convention now. Yeah. so I'd played a lot of Rust. I thought it was cool, but it was so alpha that the sort of rules kept changing. Mm-hmm. So originally when it started, it was like you wander into a town and you can kill zombies and pick up guns or equipment or whatever. Uh, and then they were like, we don't want to be another zombie game, probably because DayZ got so popular. So then it turned into rather than killing zombies, you were killing bears and wolves that had some sort of like mutant plague but of course the bears and wolves were still like they would die and the bodies would have pistols on them and i'm like i don't see how that's any better <laughs> than just being another zombie game um anyway it's the same idea so all of these games you're basically dropped in with either nothing or a very limited amount of things in rust you're naked um there's a an interesting thing about being naked that i'll talk about in a little bit Um, i started
2: playing skyrim for the first time by the way a few weeks ago and then after like 15 minutes of like fighting my way out of a castle i realized i was naked yeah yeah which i because i because i was in like a first person and then i somehow clicked down to a third person i was like i'm in underwear with a sword and a shield
8: yeah so anyway i mean one of the things i was going to say about rust um they recently made a change where So you've always been naked, but it's always been first person. So you couldn't really tell that you were naked. But when you encounter other people, you could immediately tell how far along they were in the game because you you have to do a lot of steps to get to the point where you can even wear clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, You're just dropped in there with no clothes, no tools, no nothing. And you have to like break branches off the trees and like pick rocks up off the ground to make like a stone axe and then use that to go chase down a pig and like skin the pig. And then, you know, go through all the steps to, like, turn that into pants. I mean, yeah. it's very much truncated from the, you know, you don't have to, like, invent a tannery to mm-hmm. make leather pants, but still, same idea.
2: Yeah, and so in The, in the Long Dark, I guess, so you're you're a little better off. You have sort of, like, maybe a flashlight. I don't think you have a flashlight, but you have, like, gloves, and you have a backpack, and you have a sleeping roll. Yeah, And then you're kind of, like you kind of poke around it. Tr- basically you're trying to find like man-made objects as soon as you can. Right. Yeah. Cause you're kind of in the, in the freezing cold. And so you kind of find like some matches and some like Tinder and stuff like that. And maybe some
8: tools and some more find guns and axes. And uh, interestingly enough in the long dark, the guns are less useful. Although you do at some point need to start hunting. Um, but in Rust and Daisy, you know, it's like the first thing you want because you want to just go out and basically take someone else's stuff because right. those are all online. You know, there's somebody who's like accumulated all the stuff. If you can track them down and get them, then you just take all their stuff away. <laughs> it's interesting, too. We were talking about um, you and I were talking about yesterday the uh, this war of mine. Right. Um, and. You were saying how how quickly it goes from being like you're trying to respect the rules and everybody needs a chance to survive to oh that guy's got more stuff than me let's just take it
2: yeah yeah um, definitely and and that's that's another game I definitely want to talk about um it's funny it's f- so this war of mine is an, is is a game that I heard about I, I I'm not sure how I heard about it but I feel like it's pe- people have been talking about it and it's it's a it's like a um, it's set in sort of like probably World War Two era or something. I mean, maybe not era.
8: I got the vibe that it was like, uh, like the Ukraine Ukrainian re- revolt or invasion or however you call that.
2: Like the recent one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, so it's definitely Eastern Europe, yeah. and it's like it's not quite clear, but it's like somewhere in Eastern Europe, and it's it's like war torn, right? So like, in other words, you're living in a in a like a burnout house in a city that's basically been ravaged by war for a while. Yeah. And then um and then you um you sort of you control these three people and you kinda of have to just kind of sort of improve your situation, try and keep yourselves healthy. There are people because, you know, there's sort of all the things you would expect with you know, there are people who are gonna come take your stuff. The going out is not You're not. It's likely that you might run into somebody who did not wish you well. If you're right, because because you know there are a lot of desperate people, et cetera, et cetera. It was the reason I I or one interesting contrast that I didn't think of when we were kind of planning the different games to talk about today, but um, makes a lot of sense with you being an Eagle Scout is like one of the reasons I was thinking about why I liked this War of Mine better than the other games that we that we we've been talking about. Um, And I think that the reason is, part of the reason is, like, I have no interest in camping, yeah, you know? And so, and I do have interest in, like, politics and, like, and actually specifically Eastern Europe. Like, I'm actually interested in Eastern Europe. Um, But, like, I'm much more of, like, a person who's interested in city culture and things like that. And so even though, like, it's, like, the worst possible city culture, it's still... Uh much more interesting to me to be in that kind of environment and playing around in that kind of environment than playing around in like a alone in the woods. Like when they when I'm in in playing the long dark and I'm like it's like you're cold and I'm like, God damn it. I okay. I have to frickin' <laughs> chop wood. This is so boring to me. Whereas when I have to like go and like loot a gas station, I'm like, Okay, I can get down. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's I think it, it is there is something reflective of like whether or not you like doing the actual thing
8: yeah so i mean one of the reasons why i really like this is it's kind of a meditative thing for me there's no real pressure except if you don't get whatever you need to get done like you'll eventually die but at the same time like it isn't like you're being chased by anything it isn't like you're you know so for me it's it's like um it's like playing tetris or something you know Mm -hmm. i'm just like here's the steps i need to accomplish like there's a certain tempo to it but it isn't for me it isn't nearly as stressful as like in you know this war of mine i have to like dodge the people if i don't want to just roll in with a knife and start stabbing dudes i gotta like dodge all the people to get to the part of the place where i won't technically be stealing and then have you gotten far enough in that game where they get depressed <laughs> no they um if so if you kill somebody and then they you come home to the the shelter that yeah. you have then the guy who killed someone um starts having psychological problems unless you send someone else to talk to him hmm. like if someone's if someone gets sick and they lay in bed you you know someone has to bring them food to mm-hmm. keep them alive and stuff it's a it's kind of the same mechanic but it's like definitely shows the, like, psychological damage that's right. done by those sorts of things. like Yeah, just...
2: I mean, the thing about this War of Mine is it's a funny game because, you know, I don't know a lot about the background of the game. Did you notice, by the way, when you that the DLC is, like, charity?
8: No. Yeah, so, so if
2: you buy the DLC, it's, like, on a sliding scale, you could pay anything from a dollar to whatever you huh. want to pay for it, and it goes to, like, some fund for, like, Children of War or oh. whatever. Um and, like, it's funny because this War of Mine, I, as I said, I don't know anything about the background and who developed it, but... And and it's, like, it's... it's It sort of threads the line between being exploitative and preachy. Yeah. Like, you're not sure whether or not it's, like, trying to be like, oh, war is so terrible, or it's like, oh, the war is funny, like, let's all, like, you know, like, yeah. let's use it as, like, a yeah. fun way to, like, make this game. In other words, like, I don't... I just don't... I don't know what they're trying to show, but I guess that's kind of cool because... You know, again, like those are the, so, You know, those are some of some of the things that I think are interesting in the yeah. game. It's like starting to understand. You know, sort of exploring the ideas of like how people act when they're in that kind of situation. You know, one of the first things you could do in this world is build a radio, and then you yeah. can start understanding sort of some of the political context of what's happening and like what's happening in the outside world and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's and and like with the depression thing, there's definitely. There's the, the first point that you're hit with is that moral ambiguity point and yeah. the sort of like, what do desperate people do and that kind of stuff. I wonder what lessons you learn from The Long Dark or a, or a camping game. I guess like the limits of what a person can be pushed to or something like that.
8: I mean, it definitely. So one of the interesting side effects was after playing The Long Dark, you know, I played it for like two and a half months just whenever I wasn't playing like the big blockbuster mm. like um call of duty or gta 5 or anything uh and what it actually drove me to do was start looking at the youtube videos where the guy's like you know mud and dob or dob and waddle shelter made out of you know nothing but like local materials including construction of a hand axe and it's just like a 20 minute long video and it shows him like chipping out a flint hand axe and like chopping down trees with the hand axe and then like jamming it in the ground and like uh you know fi- he finds like a mud pool or whatever he, i don't even know He, you know and, and all these the ones i like on youtube too the how to's is where the guy isn't trying to explain everything
6: mm-hmm.
8: it's like just show me what you're doing like that's the whole point of a video anyway um i really like uh Uh, Make Magazine has one that's similar for, like, normal woodworking projects, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, just a video of the guy doing whatever it is. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need to hear your life philosophy. I could read a book if I want.
2: Well, and plus, you can always, I mean, it's always great to avoid um, really peppy uh, walkthroughs um, yeah sorry um, <laughs> no, no, no 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 I'm just saying like that's always like the worst thing ever when yeah. I'm like oh I want to see what that game looks like and then I have like some guys like hey guys that's well, fucking Bobby here and yeah. I'm
8: gonna tell you and you're just like okay. thanks for contributing to my Kickstarter and then like five minutes later he's like here's the secret and it takes him 15 seconds to convey it but in the meantime <laughs> you're watching like 30 minutes of him sitting in a chair Of
2: him starting his career as a 19
8: year old or, or a nine-year-old um, web personality yeah. uh, what was I gonna say speaking of which sorry for for all the diversions uh one of the things that did make me do was look at like okay you know given that situation dropped in the middle of nowhere like would i actually know how to like craft a pair of pants from just whatever i could find That's a great question no Turns out, okay. no. Most most people could not. <laughs> it turns out there's a, an entire industry centered around making pants because it's so damn hard to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's some great some great companies have been born out of that uh, that task that specific task. Um, so, uh, Long Dark actually has a story mode that's not available yet. Isn't it?
8: Yeah. So there are hints to what that will entail, and I think it's mostly just going to be kind of a long tutorial for the mode that we can see now. Mm. Um, it does, there's a few places where it briefly mentions like they posit a geomagnetic storm of some sort and all electronics break down. Yeah. Um, and also part of that, it's funny because the game's made in Canada and it, I think it's funded by the Canadian it government. It is, totally.
2: But I mean, I just assumed that was because everything in Canada is funded by the Canadian
8: Yeah. Government. Well, I mean, good model. Uh, yeah. if you want to make something creative, <laughs> like, it yeah. doesn't matter if this makes any money because it's already paid for. Anyway, um, it says at the beginning, like, dude, animals will not attack. We do not condone the destruction of, yeah. wanton destruction of wildlife. Um, but anyway, so they, they say the magnetic storm will uh, break all technology, and, except for essentially chemistry, from what we can see. Like, none of the radios, none of the electronics. Even there's a place in that game where you can go to a giant dam, and it's essentially frozen up. Um, and it also causes wildlife to be more aggressive,
2: Right, which they just stuck in, right? Yeah, I mean... I mean so, like, I they made the game, people got pissed because they were, like, deer, like, or, like, wolves won't just, like, randomly attack you yeah. when you see them, and then they were, like, well, but Geomagnetic Storm yeah. means that they will. I
8: think, too, there's a certain amount of, like, you Which, know, I mean,
2: by the way, sorry, I'm, I'm pissed at everyone in that conversation, right? I'm pissed <laughs> at the people for having uh, <laughs> a problem with in the first place, and then I'm pissed at them for making a bullshit answer,
8: too. Yeah, it. and I mean, you know, again, to, the, to that point, like there's a bunch of stuff where they kind of, for the point of brevity, for the sake of brevity, just kind of cut out. Like, you know, you can make deer hide pants in that game, and it does take, like, several, you know, game days. The the time frame in all these games is accelerated, so you don't have to watch some dude, like, chipping out a hand axe from a piece of rock. Um, And, of course, like, it would be expensive to animate that. But, you know, (laughs) you could spend, like, three days making a pair of pants, but in the end, like, all it takes is, like a bunch of animal skin and, like, a bunch of string. But it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really go through the process of, like, well, if you were to just, like, skin an animal and leave it out, it's just gonna, like, essentially rot. You have to have, like, an entire tanning process to turn hide into leather and, like, you know, it's, like, you can make a gun out of, like, a pipe and two pieces of wood, but it's, like, you don't have to worry about having a saw or, like... You know, what kind of metal it is doesn't really matter. It's the same kind of metal that the game uses for you to build like a tent out of right. scraps or yeah. like a hand axe or like a gun. Yeah, you know? so
2: this was even worse in this war of mine where yeah. like the, 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 you would get like parts. And they would just be like generic parts and it would be like, yeah, yeah, it would be like, oh, electric parts. And it would be like, I need three units of electric parts to make this device. And you're like, well, but what are they? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the question is like, why do I? I don't know. I mean, like the argument, I feel like the other taking it the other way is just uh, making the making it like. If you pause it if you accept my argument that there is some element of tedium to yeah. a survival game, I mean, then you're just like right? you're just making it more tedious by being like, Nope, that's iron,
8: you need tin. Yeah, so you find a lot of things in the long dark, uh, but you can actually make like an entire suit of cold weather clothes that work way better. They're heavier than the stuff that you can just find because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're wearing all hide like a like a wolf skin jacket and deer skin pants and so obviously that's going to be heavier than like a synthetic down jacket and everything else but the interesting thing for me the point where I kind of got hooked to a little bit uh on the long dark but also um was at the point where like why am I doing this is in order to make a bow you have to find maple saplings for the bow and birch saplings for the arrows okay uh and so it's just another tree only it's like two special trees they don't grow in a specific place so you basically have to like wander out in the woods and then at one point i had like 10 birch saplings so i could make like 150 arrows or something but i couldn't find any maple you know, and I was just you like, what, why man? am I, why am I wandering around in the woods like, in this virtual game? It's like ten thousand spoons. Yeah.
2: when all you need is a
8: knife. Yeah, you know? and also too, it's like I'm wandering through the woods, and apparently, you know, my guy, first of all, has the the instruction to be able to construct a bow from nothing, uh, but also he knows that you need this very specific tree. Right, right, <laughs> right. Know? So
2: yeah, I mean, there's a couple of problems. Yeah, there's like this weird. Like, you're you're left with nothing except for an ex- encyclopedic knowledge of exactly how everything. Yeah. But no ability to improvise, yeah, right? You're yeah. just like, oh, I need these things to make a bow. But you're like, oh, well, I only have maple. Well, I can make a bow, but I can't make an arrow. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no way that I could use this as a substitute.
8: Yeah, it's like, you know, I have to make arrows out of wood. All of these cars that are now useless with car antennas will be of no value to me. Or like, you know... Yeah. It's like I need I need to make a knife. I need to find five shards of broken metal. I can't just break out a window, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like create a knife out of glass or right. you know, all sorts of you know.
2: So let's talk a little bit about this Daisy game, which I haven't played, but I've watched I watched some uh video of of it. It, you know so th- this is much more I guess I, I don't want I don't know if it's a hybrid between like a action game and, and like a first person shooter but it's basically like it's a it's it's you know it's online right so there's a million people mm-hmm. running around there are zombies but actually very quickly I think the game developed to the point where. You're not really worried about the zombies. You're worried about the other people yeah. who are all gonna, who are all, I'll have way more equipment than you and are all going to kill you uh, and take your stuff. Um, and and it's and you you're sort of running around. It's sort of just like the Hunger Games as a video game. Yeah. Um,
8: but then, Total Lord of the Flies, right?
2: But then and 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 again, I mean, I'm not trying to be overly critical of these types of games. I think that there's, I think it's great that people are playing these games but it it did it did have like a funny element to me where i was like oh this is like playing a video like a first person shooter except you get hungry and so then you have yeah. to fucking find food yeah. which is annoying
8: yeah i mean so i i kind of hate daisy um just the uh, it's like call of duty right you know like you said it's a first yeah. person shooter where it's just like some somebody who has been playing the game way longer in my mind, I tend to prefer to imagine that they're all like pre-pubescent boys who are sitting in their room, because the racial slurs and right, yeah, sexual yeah, we <laughs> to do a, We could be definitely
2: do, and I don't know everyone. if I want to, but we could definitely do an entire show on like what people talk about yeah. on
8: Halo. Um, we could we could preface that show with the TLDR version, which is turn off your. Uh, voice chat unless you actually know the people because it's all awful it's like a human sewer yeah <laughs> because and because of everything else where it's something like that it's like it only takes two bad actors for the experience to be completely destroyed right you right know? and but i i think too that's kind of why the lord of the flies thing t- takes over right you know all it takes is like if you're on you know i'm Imagining one server that's got, like, a 100 people, if, like, five people just start accumulating stuff by killing everyone, and, you know, like, half of the people that get killed just decide that they're going to kill everyone they see on site, suddenly that's the only thing that you can do. Yeah, and that actually
2: I thought was interesting, like, probably a failed experiment, but it was an interesting experiment nonetheless of DayZ, which is, like, I did find, like... In the video I was watching, like, the first time that the guy encountered somebody, he actually was, like, being nice. Yeah. (laughs) And he was, like... And the guy was, like, what's up? And he was, like, uh, I'm hungry. And the guy was, like, here, I have some food, but I don't have any water. Let's go find water. And then they went and found water or whatever. and, And killed a couple zombies and got some stuff. But, like... So it, it's too bad that like it's obviously going to turn yeah. that it, it like the pro, like I mean that it's not too bad because it's negative it, I mean maybe it is too bad because negative but it's also too bad because it would be interesting to see it thread the line where you're like oh I wonder if people will act like together in like as a team or people will act terrible to each other but instead it's like a foregone conclusion that they're going to act terrible toward each other
8: yeah i mean i don't know like probably going back to the eagle scout thing but one of my main gripes about a lot of apocalyptic fiction is like everybody's just going to immediately turn into savages and i'm like i don't know like i feel like most of the time people are going to be too busy trying to figure out what to do next to really like katrina It wasn't like you know it's in the south there's plenty of guns it wasn't like Im- immediately everyone started right. shooting each other yeah, it was yeah. just like holy shit how do I make it through today and if part of that calculation is I can shoot someone and take their stuff that's certainly going to happen but I think it's only in those situations where like in video games where there's no like the information of like what happens when you walk up to a random stranger is carried over so you have this visceral feeling of, like, I got screwed last time, and yeah. I'm not going to get screwed again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's really where a lot of that impulse or imagination of, like, oh, imagine, like, think back to that one time where the guy at the grocery store was a jerk, and, I, like, if there were no laws, I could just shoot him in the face. Like, yeah,
2: but that's actually really interesting from a game, you know, whatever, design perspective. And sort of, it re- I mean, it sort of relates to the depression mechanic yeah. that you're talking about in this world I like, I wonder it seems like it would be great if there was a game like DayZ that actually incorporated some mechanics that would disincentivize people from doing things like that, other and I mean, if DayZ doesn't want to be that game because they like to sort of, like, feed that, that um, that sort of, like, like male, you know, uh, uh like testosterone Impulse that's fine but it would be great if there was another game that uh that sort of found clever ways to sort of incentivize that kind of behavior because in the real in real life there are incentives for that behavior like People will kill you back yeah. or the or there will be some semblance of authority that will come down
8: on you or et cetera. In other yeah. words, you know, so, you know, yeah, I mean, even if you imagine like the Wild West where the popular conception is like, oh, people are just getting shot in the street all the time. It turns out that that only lasted for like 20 years because eventually everyone got fucking fed up of it and started hiring sheriffs that were even meaner and right. setting, putting together posses to chase those people down, you know? yeah, yeah. And, again, to the for the most part, having grown up in the West, I'm from Denver, like, you know, it, um, it's not to say that, like, you know, city people are soft or anything, but there is a factor of, like, if the environment is actively trying to kill you, it really, like, doesn't bother you as much when someone's a jerk to you, because it's like, whatever, man, I, I gotta stay warm tonight, you know, I gotta, <laughs> you know. I don't know it's a lot easier not to dwell on it when when you have other things to worry about,
2: yeah, yeah, well, so then and then maybe that's the that's the real issue is that we need to find a mechanic to put in the game whereby you actually are freezing and dying in your apartment. <laughs> on your couch
8: virtual reality the oculus rift just has like a a setting on it where it gives your forehead frostbite (laughs) yeah yeah that
2: that's really that'll that's the mechanic but whereby people will start to work together yeah that's exciting i'm glad glad that i'm glad that we've we've reached that uh we've reached that 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 idea this is a birthplace of
8: ideas yeah we've we've just had
2: our first revolutionary you and i are gonna
8: quit our jobs now and we're gonna go invent the new uh, game trend that will make us millionaires. Oculus Forehead. Oculus Forehead. Oculus Ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not trademarked by Facebook until they buy us out.
2: <laughs> right, for like... Uh, well, I think we'd sell for like 9 nine
8: to, nine to $12. I don't know if you're interested yeah. in holding out for 15 I don't know. I feel like, you know, we're pre-revenue, so really the sky's the limit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode,
2: two. Of beat the game, and we'll be back next week to talk about something else.
8: Yeah, I don't know that we know what we're going to talk about next. Stay tuned to BFF, stay tuned to Twitter. Um, BFF.fm is a Twitter handle. Oh, uh, you know do what? We I have realized a Beat the game Twitter handle, we yet?
2: don't, but you know what? I realized I need to start doing because this is the whole reason that I have this show is because nobody follows me on Twitch. Oh, In yeah, fact, yeah. I actually think I have zero. I think I might have one follower, but I think it might be like a spam bot or something. That's not like, me. <laughs> it's just because I just don't know. I don't know anyone who uses Twitch, yeah. and um, and I don't. I, but I'm like, but I want to get. I want to like start start like you know. I I, I watch a lot of Twitch, um, but like I don't know that I need to. I, I'm going to start a relationship with like the esports gaming league or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> my Twitch handle is Avocado Expert. Oh, nice.